Hello, ladies and gentlemen. This is your captain speaking. My name is Theo, and you're listening to Between Two Trains, the train station that brings you great entrepreneurs twice a month. Your hosts are Eric Moss and Van Pappas. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy the ride. Welcome to Between Two Trains. My name is Van Pappas, and today I not only have a special guest that we're going to talk to, but our normal co-host, Eric Moss, uh, was out today, so we invited one of our former guests, Mark Apple. He was on a couple episodes ago to sit in. Mark, welcome to the co-hosting seat. Thank you, Van. Good to be back. Yes. All right. So I want to introduce an old friend of mine. His name's Sandy Papadopoulos. He owns the Athens Pizza House over in Decatur. Sandy, welcome to Between Two Trains. Great to be here. Look forward to talking with you guys. So, Mark, you know, since you're a Shambly business owner, pretty much all our guests are Shambly businesses and or Brookhaven or Dunwoody businesses. So you might be asking yourself, our listeners might be asking ourselves, why are we interviewing a guy who has a business way over in Decatur? The Athens Pizza House is on Claremont, but it's not in Shambly. Well, that's because Sandy's going to be opening a new restaurant here in Shambly. And I felt like it was really important to get the word out about what he's doing here in Shambly uh, to our listeners. So, Sandy, before you tell us about the new endeavor, I want to go back a second to you being a restaurateur. You know, I, I grew up with you as a, as a teenager. You know, I went to your restaurants as a kid. You know, your your mom and dad, greatest people I ever met, uh, nicest you know, people ever started the Athens Pizza House more than four decades ago. And so you grew up in that, you know, at what point did you say, hey, you know, I want to take over the family business because you got brothers, but you're the one that took it over. So any Greek child will, will know that any, any Greek child of any Greek restaurant owner, um, parents or restaurant owners will tell you that, uh, restaurant business was never in the cards for their kids, right? It was always something that I wanted to do, um, but it was never something my parents wanted me to do. And that's why the older siblings ended up not being in the uh, restaurant business. I guess, you know, I'm the, the one that's not as intelligent. So I figured out, no, that's not necessarily true. Um, I just made a decision, um, honestly, when I just saw that College, you know, going to college was important, and my dad got ill at one stretch during that, during my uh, time in school, and you know, I started working more and more at the restaurant, and and frankly, you know, it was out of necessity because I really wanted to be involved in the in the family business. I mean, who else was going to take over the legacy that had become Athens Pizza even back then? Um, you know, we started in Connecticut in 1966. I wasn't around then. But, you know, when they moved down to Atlanta and we moved down to Atlanta in 1977, we opened up the first Athens Pizza in Decatur. And then the second Athens Pizza was in Chambly, by the way. That's right. Plaza. Um, so we ha- have a lot of connections. And believe it or not, if I had a nickel for everybody that said we should open up an Athens Pizza in Chambly, you know, um, you know how the saying goes. So, um, you know, I just felt like the restaurant business was the right thing for me because, I really wanted to continue the family legacy and the name and provide what my parents provided all those years before um, to the community, really. I mean, 
And I love the restaurant business. I love being in it. A lot of people hate it. It's not easy work. I know that for a fact, you know, and, and a lot of people that are in the restaurant business will tell you that. But it's just fun to see that we make a product that actually is pleasing to a lot of people and it makes people happy. Um, and we do it in a good, clean, safe environment, too, which is important, especially nowadays. It's really important. So that's I mean, that was the the kicker for me was just, you know, being around and, and being able to continue the legacy that was established by my parents so many years ago. I tell you, you know, it, when you're, you're talking about taking on that legacy, uh, you know, sometimes I feel that same thing. You know, uh, my father, my uncle, you know, both had restaurants. And sometimes in the back of my head, I'm like, well, you know, I'm like the first one going all the way back to my great grandparents that is not in the restaurant business. Yeah. So maybe one day I'll do that when I retire from financial planning. But right now I want to shift gears and talk about the new concept that you have going on. Um, it's not going to be an Athens pizza. And I know you mentioned a lot of people say, Oh, you know, when are you going to bring Athens pizza? Our listeners, especially the ones who've been here a long time, remember the one in Chambly Plaza, but this is a different concept. So tell us about the new concept. So carve has been a concept that I've been working on for the past five years, really. It's something that, uh, Every you know, Van, you know, Easter, Greek Easter is a big deal, right? And so every year at Greek Easter, you know, well, we call it, you know, Greeks call it Easter. Everybody else calls it Greek Easter. But um, Easter for the Greeks is, is the, the, the pinnacle of all holidays, okay? Um, you know, we fast for 40 days, actually almost like 47 days from meat and anything that comes from an animal. And then we just go and have meat sweats for the next that Sunday of Easter because we've been we're just like, you know, loading up on protein. You know, that's what we basically do on Easter. So every year <clears throat> Easter at my house had been like, you know, we have about 150 people that come every year. I mean, it's like it's a big, big event. And everybody would come to me and be like, Sandy, you know, the food that you have here is like, you know, you should open up a restaurant. And I'm like, I've got one down the street. If you guys <laughs> go about six miles, I have the speeches down the street. And they know they said no you got to open up a restaurant like this. And so it was just kind of like an idea that happened that way. And, you know, Greeks tend to celebrate every celebration that Greeks have is centered around food. I mean, if you really think about it, it really is. Um, so, you know, we, we, we wanted to make sure that if we do this, or if I do this, whoever does it with me, we do it right. Um, and, you know, we're, we're, we built a Mediterranean fast casual concept that we think is really good. Um, you know, it's basically a Mediterranean meat and three. So you come in, you'll pick your protein, you'll pick your base, you'll pick your sauces, you'll pick your sides and you'll go and enjoy your food. Um, you know, and, and you can take family packs home with you. I mean, we'll have lamb chops, we'll have lamb shank, we'll have, you know, um, roasted pork, roasted chicken, short rib. I mean, we're going to have a bunch of different things. We'll have a lot of vegan and vegetarian options as well. So, you know, and then, and we'll also have, as Van knows, Lukumadis. We'll have a Lukumadis and coffee bar. Nice. Which is, yeah, exactly. Which is a Greek, Greek baby donuts. Um, and we, you know, we're looking forward to that because there's really no coffee option in that area. We've noticed there's really not that much of a coffee option there. Um, so we figured we might kind of see if, you know, how that's going to work out, but we're really super excited about it. We're going to be right next to the new, you know, where, where five guys is relocating. Um, 
And, you know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of good restaurants right there. The Alton's right there. Lagarde opened up. Um, yeah, for, for our listeners that um, are not completely familiar, I think everyone knows where some of those restaurants you are, but Sandy will be um, in the Parkview complex where Claremont deads in into Peachtree Boulevard uh, right there. And you mentioned five guys, you know, People don't need to get confused because a lot of people think Five Guys is in the Walmart parking lot, but they are moving. Right. Correct. Right they're moving. And I think they'll be open. Um, I think they're opening up middle of November. We're not going to be able to open up because of some some uh, issues with the county, uh, which I won't mention here on air. Um, we had some issues um, and uh, we're probably not going to be open until after the first of the year. Um, but I think that the scheduled time for Five Guys is end of November, mid to end of November. And we're scheduled to open up uh, right uh, soft opening probably J- uh, January fifteenth, and then February first is probably going to be the grand opening day. I yeah. love Sandy that you took the concept from people coming over to your house for celebrations, and then bringing that to other people outside of those that are coming to your house. Can you tell me some of the things that you especially like on the menu, and maybe? why uh, they ended up on it. Any special favorites from some of your guests that you said, so, I've got to include that. So, yeah. So I'll tell you this, um, you know, we have, we've done, you know, tastings, test runs on all the food. Um, we've kind of nailed down what we think is going to be the ideal menu for this. Um, one of the things that we're kind of excited about is that, you know, everybody, you know, lamb is an acquired taste right? Everybody knows, you know, a lot of times you equate lamb to an expensive ticket, you know, a high ticket item. And we're going to, we're going to do something a little different. We're not going to be, we're going to probably end up being the, the place that has the most inexpensive lamb chops in the city, because I want everybody to try my damn lamb chops. Cause I think they're the best in the city and I'm not kidding around. And I really think that when you come in and you get an order of lamb chops from us, you're going to be like, man, you know what? I really want those lamb chops. So we're going to use our lamb chops as a loss leader, believe it or not, and try to get everybody to come in and actually try the rest of the food. Um, we've got a variety of sauces that we're really, really proud of. We've got a variety of um, meats. Like I said, the proteins, the roasted chicken and the roasted pork. The roasted pork is what one of the reasons why we started this concept. My roasted pork, um, it, it's, it's a family recipe. I mean, you know, we do traditionally, we do a whole lamb at Easter like Van knows, I do two 30 pound skewers of pork and a whole lamb and a skewer, a 30 pound skewer of chicken as well. That's just stacked. Um, and we're going to be able to, we're going to do that at Carve. Um, and subsequently we've actually renamed the, we, we, we renamed Carve to Carve Kitchen. Um, and there's a couple of reasons for that. You said you were talking, Mark, you were talking about the celebration aspect of it. Our tagline is actually uh, celebrate food, flavor, and family. That's our tagline. At Carve, that's the one thing that we want to actually accomplish when you come in um, because we created the concept because of the celebration. And traditionally, Greeks do celebrate food, flavor, and family. And the one place they do that more than any other place is in the kitchen. And so Carve Kitchen will be exactly that. It'll be a celebration of food, flavor, and family. I promise you, there isn't a single thing on the menu where I can say, well, you know, I really don't like that. Um, we've got fresh salads. Um, you know, we've got a grilled romaine that we are going to put on the menu. Um, we've got a quinoa salad. That's really good. Um, that's got a chopped koriatiki, 
that Van knows about. Um, we've got uh, um, a bunch of uh, cabbage slaw, Mediterranean cabbage slaw. That's no mayonnaise, no mayonnaise at all. Um, we've got, you know, the roasted pork, the roasted chicken. You can get whole chicken if you want. Um, you can get um, a family meal and get like a pound of pork, two sides and a salad with a bunch of sauces. We're going to have a beer and wine element. I mean, it's going to be a really neat experience. It really is. So talk a little bit about running a restaurant during this really challenging time. Um, you know, we were, I I'm not going to say it was, an, uh, you know, we were blessed at Athens Pizza. I'm going to tell you this. We, we pivoted completely. You know, when, when the pandemic hit, I was in Arizona. Um, I take two golf trips a year. That's my vice is golf, right? So I take one week in the spring and one week in the fall. As a matter of fact, I'm leaving next Sunday to go to Tarpon for a golf tournament um, with the Ahepo that Van is actually a member of and his dad was a member of and his uncle was a member of. Um, and uh, we were there and I was, I was in full-blown crisis mode at, in Arizona trying to figure out what was going to happen. I get back on the 15th of March and when I get back, I had to make a decision for the restaurant and figure out what we were going to do. And, you know, uh, governor Kemp came out and said, you know, we don't know what we're doing yet. And on the 18th of March, I said, we're done. We're, we're, we're not shutting down. We're just doing takeout only. So we're doing takeout only. And we started doing takeout only. And it was a learning experience for us in the beginning. First week we were like, I don't know how we're going to make it by the third week. Um, because people really didn't have any options for food, Really, I mean, they were cooking at home, but they really still wanted to get that takeout or they wanted to have that dining out experience. By then, you know, they kind of got into a rhythm and a groove of what they wanted. And what we saw at Athens Pizza was a lot of the people that moved OTP, a lot of the people that moved, you know, from Decatur or the lakeside area where I live um, to, let's say, Dunwoody and the outskirts where it was too much of a traffic um, situation for them to come back and get Athens pizza. They were coming back to get Athens pizza. And at one point by the fourth week on Friday night, we had to take the phone off the hook because we didn't know how, we, we didn't know what to, how to staff. We didn't know how much, how many pizzas to make. I mean, we, we just really didn't know. And then we got into a rhythm. Um, and you know, a lot of things helped out, uh, the traffic not being as bad helped out. Um, but we, we, we pivoted completely. We went from 75% dine in 25% takeout before the pandemic to about 90% takeout to 10% dine in. That's what the ratio is now. Um, and then we had a nice little write up in the AJC about us. They did an article about us and Carve, coincidentally about that. We're opening up during the pandemic and, um, and we were rated one Athens pizza was rated one of the top 100 restaurants for takeout in the city. And if you do that, I mean, Van, you're a numbers guy. When you have 12 and a half thousand restaurants in the city, in the metro Atlanta area and you'd be in the top 100, it's actually not that bad. So um, that being said, I'm scared to open up during the pandemic, really. Um, but I feel comfortable knowing that this is something new and people want to see something new and they appreciate the fact that we're opening up and taking a chance to open up during this time, I think. And I also think that they're going to support local more than ever before. Um, so, you know, we have some things and, and frankly, after everything is said and done, there will be no new normal, so to speak. I don't I don't think there'll be we'll go back to normal completely.
But I think that once people try the food at Carve, um, they'll really understand what we're all about. And by the way, coincidentally, they have a chance to try it. If you guys want, shameless plug here. But at Athens Pizza, we're taking over the pat. Carve is taking over the patio on Saturday, October 17th, between uh, from noon to five. So if any of the Shambly people would like to come down the street, you know, it's about five miles from the location that we're at. We're going to be opening up. Um, Athens Pizza is going to have just basically, we're just going to basically want everybody to try the food. We're going to have little samples of almost every single item that we have on the menu with the exception of the lamb chop, but every single item that we have on the menu um, will be on display during that time. Um, and so if you want to, you guys want to come out between 12 and five on Saturday, we'll keep making food until it runs out basically for you guys to try it. Nice. It's interesting what you're saying there, Sandy, about people's habits at the beginning of the pandemic and certainly what's happened over the last couple of months. Van and I have talked about this before, that even my own habits, just this past weekend, my wife and I drove 35 minutes to a restaurant that uh, we just wanted to try. They were offering curbside pickup. Just seemed like a great thing to do a local restaurant. And even uh, one of the things that we've been talking about is how people now not even second minded chance, they go ahead and they order their groceries online. Mm -hmm. It's just become second nature or even this curbside pickup. I have found myself even thinking about going out to a restaurant and double checking if they have curbside pickup just to make it easy. And if they don't, or they're not at least offering some kind of takeaway that's you know easy and safe to do, I start clicking around and looking for something else. What's, uh, what's the plan at Carve Kitchen for takeaway? So yeah, no, we're going to, I mean, basically, li listen, um, Carve Kitchen is going to be a fast casual concept. So if you don't want to come in and place your order, I mean, we're definitely already in, in the in the mode of uh, um, app development. So we're actually going to develop an app where you'll be able to actually um, order your food online and we can bring it out to you. Now, there are some minor snags when it comes to how we're going to provide curbside, only because if you've been to the space, I mean, we will be able to bring your food out to the parking deck, um, you know, within reason. We're going to have to have a designated person to do that. But we're already planning on doing that, at least for the time being. We're going to have that as an option. Um, that along with the fact that, you know, we'll probably have, you know, QSR codes available and accessible for everybody to get their bring the menu up. Um, we'll have menu boards accessible. Um, you know, originally the the plan for for Carb Kitchen was going to be a 75 plus seat restaurant in that 2,800 square foot space because you want to maximize as many seats as you can. We've cut that down to 36 um, just for social distancing purposes. You know what? I don't, it's not about the money. It, I mean, I know we're in it for the money, but it's not about that. We want to establish a relationship with their clientele to make them feel safe, to be able to come into the restaurant. And if they want to sit down and have a meal, they should feel safe in doing it. Um, and, you know, we're going to take all the proper precautions. Um, we're going to do whatever we can to make sure that the experience is what we feel the carb kitchen experience should be. Um, so, but we are gonna have online ordering mechanisms. We are gonna have a, a dynamic website. We are gonna have curbside service, um, um, you know, and, and people can come and pick up their food um, in, in the establishment, you know, pre-order and pick up the food as well. So I think you're gonna get a lot of that because there's so many apartments walking distance to that. And you've got the rail trail that goes underneath uh, Peachtree Boulevard. So they literally can come get to your place without ever having to get on Peachtree Boulevard. I think you're going to have a lot of walk up uh, 
I agree. And, and, you know, and we, you know, I do drive-bys by there all the time just because I want to see what the traffic is like. I want to see how everything is. And, um, you know, frankly, uh, I'm shocked. First of all, I'm shocked to see how busy some of the places are like dine-in wise, because I would think that people would be a little bit more afraid to eat, you know? Um, but I don't see that happening. Um, but I, you know, I, I wouldn't be one of those people necessarily because I'm just a little bit more precaution. I mean, I'm around so many people all the time at Athens Pizza on a daily basis. I just, you know, as many times I can minimize the, uh, the, the, you know, the, I can minimize my time around more people um, is better for me. So um, it sounds, I, it sounds like the inside. So you, you've pared down the number of places people can sit inside, but it sounds like and correct me if I'm wrong, that the concept's going to be where you go up, uh, sort of like a Taqueria del Sol, where you go up exactly. and order your food at the counter and then take it to, you're not going to have, it's not going to be like Athens Pizza House where I get seated at a, a thing and a waitress comes up. So so the fast casual constant, you, we want you to order the food and then we'll come bring it to you. After that, we want you to sit down and, and, and enjoy. So we'll have, you know, you'll you'll basically, you know, order your food at the counter. It'll be pretty simple to order. Like I said, pick your protein, pick your base, pick your side, um, you know, pick your sauces, have a nice day, right? And when you order your food, you go sit down, we'll give you a number, um, and then we'll bring your food to you um, because we don't want you to have to worry about anything else after that. So it'll be a hybrid kind of situation. If you want to order more stuff, the food runner will be able to do that for you. That way you don't have to get up again. Um, you know, uh, you'll be able to, you know, pick up, uh, Lucumadas at the Lucumadas bar, which will be right behind you. I mean, it, it's, it's going to be a nice little experience. You know, um, we feel like we have potential to open up more than one of these, which is one of the things that we're in it for. We're not in it for just one. I already have a restaurant if you think about it. Right. Um, but I want to be able to say, I want to see car kitchen expand. And, um, and frankly, I think the, one of the best places for us to do it was in Chambly for us to start, um, because of how everything is moving that way. Um, you know, Shambly had a, you know, when you know, Van, you know, growing up, Shambly was not necessarily the best, you know, area to open up a restaurant. It really wasn't. But now it's basically North Buckhead. I mean, it's Shamhaven. It's whatever you want to call it. I mean, that's what it Jam is. Shamhaven. I like that. Yeah, I Sham haven't heard Shamhaven yet. Yeah. So it's <laughs> like great. Shamhaven. So, I mean, but even Brookhaven wasn't back then. Brookhaven wasn't. What was Brookhaven exactly? I mean, it wasn't, you know, that big. But, you know, as Atlanta grew, people had to go somewhere. Right. And so they went to the places that were relatively close to the hot parts of town. And Shambly's become that. And, well, and I think also people wanted to live inside 285. And exactly. up until recently, Shambly was an affordable inside 285. Now it's becoming, you know, pretty pricey. I'm sure you're paying a, a pretty penny for your rent there. I wouldn't um, say anything. Yeah. Uh, I think we're seeing some of those uh, small business owners that have been in Chambly a long time start to see their rent rates go up. And, you know, frankly, I am a little afraid that some of those longtime Chambly businesses won't be able to stay with the current rent rates. But with that being said, it is a hot area right now. And I think you picked a great location. I'm loving the, the idea of being able to get Lucamadas, you know, walk, walk the rail trail, get some Lucamadas, have a nice Saturday morning uh watching the kids play on the ball fields right behind you yeah you know we want to be um 
you know, Athens Pizza has always been supportive of the local community as well. I mean, you know, and I'm not just talking about just the Greek community either. You know that, Ben. I mean, we've, we've been supportive of the Greek community over the course of God knows how many years. And uh, but we've also been supportive of the Decatur community, you know, the Lakeside community, um, you know, the Drude Hills community. Um, and we nothing would change there in regards to how Carve Kitchen would be. I mean, I, I see us being an integral part of the community and, and every restaurant that we open up subsequently will be the same way. We don't want to be, you know, yeah, we want to expand, but we don't want to be corporate. We, we want us, we want to be a family owned and operated business, just like my parents started, just like I have continued. And that's what we're not going to compromise that for anybody. I'm just not going to do that. So I noticed on the Facebook page, it talked somewhere I saw either a flyer or a menu or something. It talked about kits. Is that, was that like, you know, where you could buy a kit, yes. meat and pita and all that? Is that, was that just because you hadn't opened the restaurant yet? Or is that yes. something that you're going to have when you open the restaurant? Well, you know, you know, it's funny because, you know, the only marketing we've done is through social media. That's all we could do really. Um, and it's, it's funny because when we first started doing these little carved pop-ups at Athens Pizza, we uh, didn't know what to expect. And we would get like 40, 50 orders a weekend, which is a lot if you think about it, just based on social media um, marketing. And so now we're thinking, I mean, it worked when we were doing it there. And if we have a full-blown restaurant, you know, like a fast casual and we can sell kits, um, you know, I think we're probably going to end up keep, we're going to probably keep doing it. I mean, I think that the family packs, like we like to call them the family kits. Explain what that is for the listeners who might not know what you're talking about. what What we would do is we would sell family packs that would have, you know, you would pick your protein basically, and it would be enough protein to serve about four to six people. You would pick your, um, you, you pick your one salad, your two sides, and your two sauces. And based on what kind of protein you got, the price changed accordingly. So lamb was a little bit more expensive. Chicken was less expensive. Pork was less expensive. And short rib was a little bit more expensive than all of it. But, um, and then we had, you know, we also have vegetarian roasted vegetables as well, if you wanted to do something like that. One of the things that we're doing at Carve, by the way, you know, I mean, Van knows this. I'm a pretty staunch, I mean, I'm as Greek as they come. And Van knows. Um, and whatever I can do to actually support the motherland, I'll do. Um, and we're we're going to be one of the first places. We're going to be the first place in the city. I know that for a fact. That's going to actually import pita bread from Greece. Wow! Actually, use at the restaurant. Um, and I'm pretty proud of that because I've tested the product out and it is phenomenal. And everybody that had tested, I mean, I actually brought in. Just for the pop-ups, I brought in some of this pita bread from uh, from the manufacturer in Greece to have at the pop-ups, and people are just talking about the pita bread to go with the sauces that we have that everybody loves. Um, you know, unfortunately, they've kind of they, they haven't stopped production, but it's cost prohibitive for me to keep bringing it in that way. Um, but um, you know, we'll be getting container full containers full of pita bread. And we're going to store it in our freezer space uh, that we're going to have uh, somewhere. In, I mean, I think, I think it's in Noonan. Um, and we're going to bring up the pita bread. It'll be flash frozen, freshly made, flash frozen, handmade pita bread from Greece. Um, and people rant and rave about that. But the family kits, I mean, the family meals were, 
were selling like crazy. I mean, we gave them instructions on how to heat up the food. Um, you know, the sides were great. Um, and people enjoyed a really, really good hearty meal, which is something they really don't, a home cooked hearty meal. Which is so, so it's going to feed for, you said four to six people. So what kind of price point are we talking about for a kit? Um, probably around, you know, 55 to 60, 55 to 60 bucks, depending on, you know, you're talking about $10 a person, 10 to 12, 10 to 12 bucks a person. Yeah. Which I think is pretty good. I mean, you, you know what the price point for lunch at carve will probably be about 15 all in, you know, um, you know, when you, but you'll have a, let's say if you get a wrap with, with, uh, two little sides, a drink, um, and a salad, it'll probably be about, about 15 to 16 bucks, which is probably the going right for lunch these days. If you think about it, um, you know, even Chick-fil-A is eight or nine bucks for lunch now. Um, you know, you, you can stock up on McDonald's, but it's not going to be carb, you know, it's not a dollar menu. You can get, you know, those little cheeseburgers, but it's not going to be what we're going to provide a carb. Um, so, so Mark, you, you, Sandy mentioned social media and selling all of that, you know, as a, a marketing expert, you know, not just Sandy and his restaurant, but all these restaurateurs, you know, what, I mean, what should they be doing? I mean, is this just. Van, that's such a great question. And really, I think there are two things for restaurants, the visuals, you got to make people's mouths water and then testimonials. You got to have your customers talking about it. Those two things combined when you're scrolling through your feed that that makes me stop. And I think, you know, even going back to what we were talking about, the family packs here, I think that's so important to like bring that experience home, which totally fits what Sandy was saying about that celebration, not only in the restaurant, but just bringing that meal home and sharing that with your family. I mean, how strong is that? Yeah. And that's exactly my mouth is watering. I can tell you right now, (laughs) I can't, I don't know that I can wait until January for well, you can come, to open. come Saturday, come Saturday. If I you think, want. I think on the 17th, I'll be there to, to try yeah. it all out. You so. know, I mean, it, you know, we'll have Lucumadas there too, Van. So you'll be happy. Nice. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just um, like, yeah, you make some, right. Um, I don't, I mean, it'll be, it'll be a little bit different because we're not going to just do the honey coated fritters. Oh, okay. Um, mm. if you look up, there are a couple of places that are actually taking Lucumadas to another level now, believe it or not. Um, and I promise you, I mean, they'll, they'll inject them with uh, vanilla cream or Nutella oh or even goodness. like a feta cream with the honey on top, which is, un- I mean, I, sound to- good. It, I, I mean, it's just unbelievable. And we will do be doing the same thing. And then you can top it with ice cream too. I mean, it's going to be, we're going to, we're going to serve high road ice cream, which is a local brand, which everybody loves. Um, Those you know- all sound good, but let's be honest, Sandy, nothing beats Yaya making tomatoes no. for her grandchild on a Saturday morning. You remember waking up? I mean, that's that's what that's what Yaya's do. Listen, I can't. My my mom was not a dessert person, so she never really made. And I never, I never really knew my grandmother's that much. Mom never made desserts. She hated making desserts. So she she would eat them, but she would never really make them. The only dessert that I know that my mom made really, really, really well was carrot cake. I mean, she made the most phenomenal carrot cake of any person I've ever seen. And kuluraika. You know, her cookies were amazing, right? But lukumadas were not her thing. I mean, I just, you know, she just really liked lukumadas that much. But every time at the festival, Van, I mean, at the festival, I would get lukumadas in droves. And I ended up, you know, they say you are what you eat. I ended up looking like a lukuma, like a big donut, not a baby donut. (laughs) which is not something you want to be if you're five foot five, like me. 
right, right. And that's five foot five if you're pushing it. So, you know, but anyway, regardless, um, Lukumadas is a staple. I mean, it's like one of those desserts that Greeks just, they love it. They love Lukumadas. I mean, anybody loves Lukumadas. Fried dough. What else do you not? I mean, it's fried and it's dough. I mean, what? I mean, come on. You know? we're, we're almost to the end of, of our time. Mark, what else, you know, do you want to say about Sandy and this concept? I mean, my mouth is watering <laughs> as well. And I, I was thinking as we were talking here about the desserts, I'm also imagining myself not only coming for lunch during the day, but what, what's the hours going to be in the evening? Is this something I could come to, you know, nine o'clock at night and get coffee and dessert and don't really need a whole meal? You know, that's something that we're toying with because we're actually thinking about if you have coffee and dessert or coffee, you know, somebody wants their morning coffee. So we're going to kind of play that by play it by ear. Um, I think that we want to see how things go with the Lukumadas coffee area portion. Um, but we feel like it's probably going to be a pretty decent hit. Um, but I and I think that we'll end up being that place that stays open until about 10 just for that reason, because you'll have a lot of people that will want to have that late night, especially on the weekends, probably until 10. Um, but it's all depending. It also depends on the, on, on how the situation is. Cause I mean, we cut our hours short at Athens pizza. We, we close at eight now on the weekdays and nine on the weekends. And there's a reason for that. I mean, people don't want to be out that late. So, right. um, so I think we're going to probably play it by ear. I think initially we're going to probably stay open until about nine um, every day. And then see how the what what the what the demand is for us to stay open later on the weekends. Um, but uh, we'll, we'll have beer and wine too, right? Oh, absolutely. And that's you know, and we're gonna no, no liquor though, no ooze. No liquor, no, no. You know what? It's not you know, you liquor for a fast casual just doesn't really that doesn't work. It doesn't make any sense. But you know what? We for us, we're gonna have a lot of Mediterranean beers. So you'll have Greek, Spanish, you'll have you know Italian beers. You'll have and and only micro brews. We, we want to have um, a few soft drinks. We're not going to have a fountain machine because that's a lot of people don't want fountain drinks anymore because of, you know, the, the idea of it being dirty and all that stuff. So we'll have, you know, canned beverages and then we'll have a lot of Greek um, uh, soft drinks, believe it or not. Um, you know, so it'll be a fun experience. I mean, you guys have to, people have to come out and just see it for themselves. Yeah, I mean, it, it sounds great. And I think doing the pop ups and getting the community, no matter where they're at, a little taste until you open the official location is such a great idea. I know that I will be coming out. Uh, to any a couple any of the chance pop-ups. of doing a pop up here in Shambly? The only problem we have with doing it in Shambly is how would we do it in Shambly if we don't have I like the good thing about what, what I have going on is that I've got Athens pizza as like a test kitchen, right? Right. So I can do all that stuff there and pump out all the volume I want pretty much at Athens pizza. Right. Now, if I were to do pre-orders and people would do pre-orders and we had a pop-up where I would come to, let's say the carve location. And that, that's a thought actually van. Thank you. That's a thought. Maybe we do a pop-up where we do all the food, cook it. It's cold. I mean, you're going to have to take it home and reheat it anyway. So um, maybe we do the family packs and that way, uh, you know, and they come pick it up from it up here, from going all the way over to Claremont. Exactly. That that might be something that we do. That's not a bad idea. Just be on the lookout for that. I'll I'll keep you posted. Sounds good. Well, I, I truly appreciate you coming on the show, and um, we can't wait uh, 
And uh, yeah, thanks Good again, Mark. Time. Thank you for sitting in for Eric. I hope we can do this some more. I, I think it worked well. And uh, I look forward to uh, getting you on the show some more here in the future. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. Thanks, right. guys. Thanks a lot. Thank you.